Now we're going to join our host, Mark Weber, so he can take us into the first full hour of this weekend's edition of Garden Talk. And Mark, how's the temperature over there in your studio this morning? It's warm and balmy. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm worried that uh, it's going to feel like greenhouses in here before the morning's over, the sun comes up. I understand. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's April 14th, 2018, and spring is finally here, and the season to do so, so much in your landscape is now. And as you sit in your house, you're wondering, how am I going to get this all done? What really matters to be done? Well, all those questions and so many more can be answered at 457-1290 as we begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. For 28 years, we have been planting the seeds for a greener place that we can call home, and we hope that we can help you plant some seeds today. And uh, we'd love to hear your calls today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. My name is Mark Weber. I have hosted this Legendary broadcast now for 28 years here on WHIO Radio, and I'm always happy to uh, help you with whatever is going on in your gardening world. Um, A little bit about myself as we begin this morning's uh, broadcast. Uh, My name is Mark Weber. That's spelled with two Bs. Um, I have been uh, involved in the world of plants for well over 40 years. Um, I hold a couple degrees from Ohio State University in horticulture, and um, I'm also designated by the International Society of Aboriculture as a board-certified master arborist, and I hold a number of other certifications and qualifications in my field that I'm not going to bore you with all of that stuff. But what I do here on Garden Talk for three hours each and every week, 52 weeks a year, is I talk to you about how you can have Better landscape, better trees, better lawns, better grass, just a happier world to live in. And uh, it is spring, and it is time to be doing so much in the landscape, it's not funny. Um, If you like to learn a little bit about my firm and the things that I do, and and I'm associated with a company called uh, Mark Weber's Landscaping, all you have to do is go to WeberLandscaping.com. That's Weber with two Bs landscaping.com and you can go directly to our company's uh, website and uh, we do a lot of different things from consulting to uh, providing tree risk assessments to landscape design installation we do plant health care develop development for people we do lots of things involving trees and you can also read my plant sense blog and that's kind of where um, whatever the topic of the day is that's going on in the world, I write a really um, interesting blog about why things happen the way they do in the landscape. And uh, it is absolutely free, and you can read all about it. Uh, typically, I produce usually one one a week, depending on what's going on. Um, this week, I, I wrote a pretty interesting one, and you can read about it at WeberLandscaping.com. As we begin this morning's broadcast, it is spring. Uh, Many plants are in bloom now. Um, If you haven't mowed your yard yet, you better start mowing. Um, We're going to talk in great deal today about health of the landscape and how to have the best landscape ever. I'm going to kind of lay out today a a lot of challenges that you face. And um, one of the things that uh, happens this time of year is, is people tend to buy by plants and by landscaping and by things on impulse. Um, and impulse buy, there's some stores out there, you know, that uh, spend a lot of uh, marketing money and selling goods and services based on impulse. Um, and I, I will tell you that my job on Garden Talk is to give you the analysis, 
to give you the scientific basis of why you do what you do, not based on impulse, but what on what on science and best practices dictate. And and, and this is a really important distinction um, for you to realize how this works. Um, growing plants is a science. Let's simply put, growing a lawn is science. Growing a tree is science. Um, growing a landscape, a cultivated landscape, is science. Um, growing vegetables or growing fruit is a science. Growing herbs is a science. Growing perennials is a science. And taking care of those plants that I've just described earlier is a science that should be based on best practices. So we're going to talk a lot today about best practices. And one of the foundations of growing any plant correctly is properly assessing the site conditions. Landscape site assessments are really critical to the longevity of the investment that you're going to make with your hard-earned dollars. And let me explain. Putting the right plant in the right place is really a monstrous challenge because if you choose plants based on how pretty they are, how cheap they may be sold, (laughs) um, or how accessible that everybody else is planting them, you're really not going to make good choices. And what we do here on Garden Talk for many years is we talk about making good plant choices. So I invite you today. I want Everyone that's in the sound of my voice, no matter where you might live or how you may be listening to me, maybe you listen to me on AM 1290 or 95.7 FM, or maybe you are listening to us us on the iHeartRadio network or on the download radio app through the radio station, wherever you may be today, I encourage you to call Javon, our executive producer extraordinaire, with your questions. Because I am here and equipped for the next uh, 180 minutes or so. (laughs) It's a long time, isn't it, Javon? Um, (laughs) To help you with whatever your questions may be. Maybe you got a question about how to improve the soil so that you can maximize the amount of tomatoes you are going to harvest in 2018. I've got answers. I've got solutions. I've got advice that would really matter. Maybe you're somebody out there who can't grow grass. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. I want to guide you on how to grow better grass. Maybe you're somebody out there that uh, has a problem like I do, Javon. I haven't told you about this, Javon. Guess what I have at my house? What's that? I have squirrels. Oh, no. It's funny. I got home. I got home on Thursday night, okay? And I walk out the back door and I look to the left and I have these uh, uh, white birch trees that I dearly love. I look at the top and there's a furry creature at the very top of my tree, okay? Of course, my, 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 my brave dogs are all, you know, sitting right there looking straight up at the tree. And I think, oh, this is probably kind of fun. So I get my telephonic lens out from my camera, my high, you know, my, my high-end Nikon I'm zooming in and go, whoa, this is a very interesting squirrel. It has big eyes and everything. I think it's got a little scrawny tail. I'm thinking, okay, hmm, could this be a baby squirrel, right? Okay. So last night, my wife and I were sitting and enjoying a, a nice adult beverage like we usually do on Friday night, talking and enjoying each other's company. And um, Kim says to me, she goes, did you see how beautiful the tulips are in our beds? See, I, I planted 750 tulips last fall, okay? So I've been, like, anxiously awaiting these blooms. So we had to go out and enjoy the blooms of, of the Weber Garden. We walk outside, Javon. I look up. In the roof of my house, there's not just one. There's not that two. There's four. <laughs> Well, the roof of the house, that's what oh, they like to party They're scurrying around up there. Yeah, I got four squirrels. <laughs> See, I got a bedroom upstairs, and a squirrel just scared the mess out of me one morning, just staring at me in the window. <laughs> well, I, I think I think they nested in a gutter. I think that's 
I figured that this downspout comes off of this two-story house that I figured that they nested in the gutter. So my guess is that um, they thought it was the hollow of a tree, I guess. <laughs> but the thing that you don't know much about is I have two dogs. I have two Wymaniters, one that's 90 pounds and one that's going to be 90 pounds, okay? And if you are a squirrel or if you are a rabbit and you enter my yard, my backyard, it's open season, okay? <laughs> You're going to be chased down. And I think it's hilarious that these squirrels were smart enough to figure out that my backyard is not the place to be, okay? So they moved to the front yard where the dogs aren't. <laughs> So that's the kind of the excitement of spring. So I've got beautiful tulips and four squirrels. <laughs> so as time goes along, we'll we'll keep you updated on what happens to the squirrels. But I just think it was just one of those moments in time where my, my poor wife goes, where did they come from? And I said, you don't remember last fall when we would see them run through the yard and jump from tree to tree to go to the front front? I thought they were after the I thought that they were after the cones off of some of my conifers. <laughs> Mark was wrong. <laughs> they were setting up a nest system. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But the point the point I'm trying to get to today, folks, the phone lines are yours today. They're absolutely yours. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time taking your calls at 457-1290 along with that as well today. In today's programming, we've got we got a lot of fun stuff to uh, be talking about. One of which um, is boxwoods and some of the browning that's going on. And and Javon, have you ever eaten? I'm always asking you food questions. Have you ever eaten fingerling potatoes? They're the little tiny potatoes. Sometimes there's purple ones, and sometimes there's little yellow ones, and there's some that look like a finger. Have you ever eaten any of those? I've I've eaten small potatoes, but I don't know if that's the correct term for the, what I was eating. Yeah, we're going to talk about fingerlings. They're really a yummy, yummy potato. They're really high in moisture. Don't take a whole lot of uh, butter or margarine to make them better like the Idaho's do. And we're going to talk about how easy they are to grow. In fact, you can grow them in a pot or a container. Easy to dump out. They're They're wonderful to eat. Um, we're going to talk about finger fingerling potatoes today. We're also going to be talking a lot about soil and bed preparation, and we're also going to be talking about soil oxygen a lot today. And along with all of that as well, we encourage you to call us with your gardening questions at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And of course, area code 937 is our area code And when we come back, we are going to be taking your calls, cranking up the telephone lines at 457-1290. There's not one right now, but four available for your graceful use. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the Hot Springs Spa Health Minute for April. April is National Stress Awareness Month. Stress, it's a killer, both literally and figuratively. No matter what your age, health, or standing in life, we all deal with stress. It comes at you from all angles. Parents, kids, job, there is truly no way to avoid it completely. Some deal with it quite well, with exercise. Some deal with it in other ways. But make no mistake, stress is part of our life. One sure way to help ease stress is putting a nightcap on the day with a relaxing, soothing soak in a hot spring spa. Think of it as your nightly walk on the beach without that annoying sand in your shoes. And at the end of it, you'll sleep better and wake up refreshed and ready to take on another day full of, you guessed it, stress. We can't stress this enough. Hot Spring Spa can help. Hot Spring Spa, just for the health of it. Hot Spring Spa, 6100 Wilmington Pike, or visit hotspring-dayton.com. Hot Spring Spa, just for the health of it. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. Did you know that even if you choose cremation, that you can still choose a traditional grave space and headstone? At David Cemetery, you and a loved one can place your cremations together 
on one space and provide your family a traditional final resting place. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Wild Birds Unlimited. They're on their way. Hummingbirds will be here soon, so have your feeders out and ready by April 15th. Hummingbirds are truly amazing. They migrate as far away as South America in the fall, and the same bird will find its way back to your feeder this spring. Did you know that hummingbirds can fly up to 60 miles per hour, hover like a helicopter, fly backwards, and even upside down? Stop in and learn more about helping hummingbirds this spring at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at the corner of Far Hills and Stroop. Hi, I'm Danielle from Burns Garden Center, where we've been growing healthy plants right here in the Miami Valley for three generations. Whether you're a beginner or avid gardener, we're here to assist you with the plants and knowledge that will produce incredible eye-popping gardens. You've got to see our amazing selection of trees, shrubs, veggies, herbs, annuals, and perennials. Come visit us in Beaver Creek and Middletown. You've got to see Burns. Have you been thinking about retiring? It could be the most important decision of your life. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio Saturdays at 1 p.m. and now on Sundays at 11 a.m. right here on WHIL for answers to your questions about how to maximize your money during retirement. Plus, learn strategies about minimizing your taxes. Get the facts and learn about all of your options. Tune in Saturdays at 1 p.m. and now Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Part of our Ask the Expert weekends. I take great pride in my lawn. My Raptor Zero Turn Mower from Hustler gives me the perfectly manicured cut I want. With the power, strength, and speed of a professional Zero Turn Mower, I quickly maneuver around obstacles with ease, allowing me to maneuver around life's most difficult obstacle, time. Hustler Turf, quality tools designed to improve quality of life. Save up to $500 during the Raptor Season Sales Event through April 16th at Heil Brothers Lawn and Garden Equipment. 2218 Wilmington Pike Kettering. Call 256-3500. Powered by our team of hundreds of reporters, we're following the latest on the situation in Syria, providing up-to-the-minute updates, context, and analysis for you here in the Miami Valley around the clock. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 624. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Scattered showers and maybe a few thunderstorms for today. High temperatures topping out around 70 with breezy conditions. Rain likely for tonight. We'll keep it mild. Lows in the mid-50s. Rain likely again on Sunday. Early highs around 60 with falling temperatures in the afternoon. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar with this 180-mile scan. We've got uh, some embedded thunderstorm activity off to our west. Right now there's thunderstorms right now in the Richmond, Indiana area down to Liberty up through Winchester and Portland. And all of those are slowly but surely encroaching across the Ohio-Indiana line. It's currently 67 degrees in downtown Dayton, 69 in Xenia, 66 at my house. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You know, you drive around town, Javon, and what do you see? You see trees that have had mulch piled up on their trunks. Have you seen the erupting mulch volcanoes? I have. Isn't that disgusting? It looks weird. I, I concur it looks weird. In fact, anybody realize, folks, volcano mulching is a really bad, 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 bad practice. So please, ladies and gentlemen, do not uh, apply mulch to the trunks of your trees. And furthermore, anyone in the landscaping and garden center business or anybody that's that's a quote-unquote professional, they are not a professional if they are applying mulch to the trunks of your trees. Let's be clear. There should be at least, at least um, a 12 to 18-inch space from where the trunk of the tree is where the mulch begins. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, please... Please, please do not volcano mulch. 
Do not apply mulch to the trunks or the stems of your trees and your plants. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, there is an open line for you, and we would be happy to talk to you. Let's go talk to Gary, and Gary is in Wilmington, Ohio. Good morning, Gary. Oh, should help. Gary, right. good good morning. Sorry, I pushed the wrong button. Uh, good morning, Mark. Thank you very much for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I did an experiment this last fall. I found some cypress trees, and it said right on the tag that they were only good to zone six. What, vari- what variety of cypress? I knew you'd ask me that, and I'm not sure. I'm on the road, so I... Were they Leland's? Would that have been Leland cypress? I believe they were Leland. That rings a bell. How does me. Mark know all these things? But go ahead, sir. Go right ahead. Well, here's here, my experiment was I thought that they might be a little too far north here, and I went ahead and planted them because I got a good deal on them anyway. And all five are just turning brown as heck. Now, without seeing the site or doing a soil test or anything, do you think it was more the cold weather, or do you think the the um, the real wet uh, clay soil out in that area did them in? Well, I'm going to ask you a question. Where do you think Leland Cypress is native to? Swamps. Hmm. Do you really think that? Well, I I know I've seen a bunch of cypress down in the swamps down in down south. Okay, that's a different plant. <laughs> Leland, 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 I will give you this. Leland is, is a conifer, okay? Uh-huh. Um, what you're seeing in the swamps down south is actually a plant that's uh, called taxodium, and it's also called the bald cypress. What you're seeing in this Leland cypress is actually compressa. And it's actually um, a cross between the Monterey cypress and the Nuktuka cypress. Uh-huh. And it's actually closely related to the Camisipris and Junipers family. So, again, this is a plant. Leland cypress is typically a plant that you're going to see in climates that are typically zone 7, okay? Right. You'll, you'll find Leland growing in the southern half of Kentucky and, and, and further south, and probably you'll see it as far south as northern Florida. It's too probably too hot for it in, in, in central to southern Florida. Uh, you'll see it sometimes in California, and you'll see it sometimes in the western states, particularly in the northern part of California. But again, this is a plant, sir, that really doesn't belong here, and that's why when we pick and choose plants, we want to pick them for ones that have zone hardiness for where we live. Thanks for the call, Gary, and have a great day here on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic, and our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 630. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News update. Here are the three, uh, Here's the top story we're following this hour. Learning more from the situation in Syria after a U.S.-led coalition strike on specific targets. We've got the word from the British Air Force coming up. We're tracking rain showers for the weekend and a drop in temperatures. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic. So far, traffic conditions looking pretty good out there this morning. Not seeing any accidents or any any areas that may cause you to have to slow down if you're heading out on those freeways. Well, we're hearing more this morning from British, French, and the U.S. Departments of Defense after a U.S.-led coalition strike against Syria in retaliation to chemical weapons usage by Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. British and French jets both taking part in that strike. Armed with some very sophisticated weaponry, the storm shadow missiles uh, payload underneath the wings of those uh, tornado jets. The Ministry of Defense tell us that the tornadoes didn't enter Syrian airspace. Sky News' Nick Martin in Cyprus says GPS-guided missiles 
missiles were aimed at very specific targets. The latest word saying that the attack on facilities that presumably carried chemical weapons were successful. Updating a story we've been following out of Warren County. Now, the trial for a former high school cheerleader accused of killing her newborn child won't start Monday as planned. Both prosecutors and lawyers for Brooke Schuyler Richardson are appealing a judge's decision on her medical records. The defense cites doctor-patient privilege. The court says the appeal could take as long as eight months, and that would push Richardson's trial back, maybe even into next year. WHIO's Amy Frederick says Richardson has pleaded not guilty to charges that she gave birth to an infant girl in May, killed the baby, and buried her in the backyard of her Carlisle family home. Well, from our Saturday, we're going to see very warm temperatures moving through, more than usual for this time of year, but slightly cooler than some of the temperatures we've seen so far this season. Not as warm as yesterday when we made it to 80, and that was the first time we hit 80 since October 7th, so nearly six months in between those uh, very warm days. Meteorologist Josh Poland has a look at how long those temperatures could stick around and also what we can expect in precipitation right now. Scattered showers and maybe a few thunderstorms for today. High temperatures topping out around 70 with breezy conditions. Rain likely for tonight. We'll keep it mild. Lows in the mid-50s. Rain likely again on Sunday. Could be heavy at times in the morning. Early highs around 60 with falling temperatures in the afternoon. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar shows the rain we've been watching over in Indiana, starting to work its way more into the Miami Valley at this time. We're seeing more of the heavier rain making its way into Dark and Mercer counties, most of that sticking north of I-70, south of I-70 looking clear so far. 63 degrees in Troy, 66 in Springfield, 67 here in Dayton at 633. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Hey everyone, it's Sergeant Mark here. Spring's in the air. What else does that mean? Well, if you looked at the exterior of your house and said, wow, I need to freshen up the look of my home's exterior, if it's that time for you, you can do what I did. Call Certipro Painters and secure a spot for the spring painting schedule. Why do I recommend Certipro? Well, I've had Certipro at my house a couple times, and they recently finished a complete exterior paint job for me. Folks, it came out great. My neighbors were stopping by and remarking how nice everything looked, and I was completely satisfied with what they did. There's a lot that sets Certipro apart from other painting contractors. They have a detailed estimate. Everything's spelled out clearly so there are no surprises. Each Certipro painter's business is independently owned and operated. The schedule fills up fast for the spring. You need to call now, 800-GO-CERTA. 800 G O C E R T A. It's Serta with a C, or go to CertaPro.com. Now, I also want to remind you that CertaPro does commercial work in addition to residential. CertaPro Painters, we do painting, you do life. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Think spring. Think comfortable driving. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. W-H-I-O. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. You notice this spring that your boxwoods have got a little bit of light brown, the golden brown leaves, and uh, something doesn't look right, right? Yeah, there are probably some problems, right? Well, there are some problems. And those problems could range from everything from an insect called boxwood leaf miner to salt injury. Um, to even winter burn related to the colder temperatures. 
Keep in mind that boxwoods, as a general rule, have some ailments. But proper diagnosis is the key to resolving those ailments. Now, when it comes to boxwood leaf miner, let me explain how this little critter works. This is an insect that there's a little bit of a, what they call a midge fly that flies in and lays its eggs on the leaf. And then it burrows between the leaf and, and mines out the center of the portion of the leaf, creating these almost like brown spots on the leaf. This insect can be easily controlled by the use of what they call insecticides like called neonicotinoids. But keep in mind, these materials must be applied to the boxwood sometime after bloom because they do pose the risk of poisoning our native pollinators. But keep in mind, the ultimate way to make a decision about what is wrong with your boxwoods is by proper diagnosis. And proper diagnosis begins with you working with a qualified professional like an ISA certified arborist. If you can come along and do proper diagnosis, ladies and gentlemen, you can solve your problems with your boxwoods and have green boxwoods for this generation and for the future generations to come. You've been Into the Garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. We'll keep you updated on this weather situation off to our west. That thunderstorm complex is slowly but surely inching its way across the Ohio-Indiana line. In about six minutes or so, we're going to go into the garden kitchen and talk about one of my favorite potatoes to eat, which are the fingerling potatoes. They are delicious. We'll be talking about that and so much more as we continue with this morning's edition of Garden Talk. And remember, folks, we would love to hear from you today at 457-1290. If you've got a question about your lawn, if you've got a question about what varieties of tomatoes that you should be planting and when you should be planting them, or maybe you've got a question about how to manage a certain situation in your landscape, we're here to help you for the next uh, two and a half hours or so at 457-1290. And without further ado, let's head to the telephone lines and let's go talk to Ted. Ted, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Yeah, good morning. Uh, yeah, I'm a farmer here and then we try to not compact the ground, and I see people rolling their lawns. What's your thinking on rolling the lawn? Is that good or bad? Really, really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's kind of funny. People that uh, grow plants for a living, like you, because that's your job. You grow plants for a living so that you can harvest them for, 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 for the crop, correct? Yes. So... Fundamentally, plants need oxygen in the soil. It's like you and I need to be able to breathe oxygen. Um, And the roots of a plant are no different, meaning the roots of a plant have to mine through the soil. They have to find spaces to grow more roots, and then they have to find use those spaces to extract water, and they also extract nutrients. And inside soil... Soil is made up of sand, silt, and clay, and the way that that sand, silt, and clay is arranged is actually we call soil texture. And we typically need oxygen content of the soil to be at about 21% oxygen, meaning that within that soil void in that turf top six to eight inches where most plants grow in the soil, it needs about 21% oxygen. So if you are rolling your lawn, and I saw a guy the other day hit the beautiful zero-turn mower. I mean, just brand new. He was really proud of mowing his grass and hooked to the back. He had this giant roller. (laughs) If I had time, I would have took a picture of him, but I I just didn't have time to spare. Uh, You know, what he's doing is basically smashing the soil together and removing that airspace, that macro airspace, where the roots of his turf are going to need to collect uh, water and nutrients. So basically his lawn, once uh, summertime comes, it's probably going to turn browner quicker than somebody who didn't roll their lawn. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So I'm, I'm going to give you a quick story, and I've got time to do this. Um, I've got a guy I, I where I live at. I was one time going down the road, and there's a church, 
And, uh, you know, I'm sure they didn't have a lot of money, so they had to find a place to put all their parishioners to park, okay? So it was springtime, and, 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 and so they had a, some guy with a, from a rental company brought in a, uh, a, 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 an asphalt roller. You know those big rollers they use to, to, to roll uh, the, the asphalt when they pour it, you know, in the summertime? And so, and so here's this guy, you know, on a Saturday, he's out rolling the lawn with this giant cement, his roller for asphalt. And he's rolling and he's rolling and he's rolling. going to get really nice and hard so the parishioners have a place to park their cars. So, you know, then, and then I, I drive by the next day and there's all these people's cars parked, parked on the grass where he rolled it. He was, I'm sure he was real proud of himself. I will tell you what. We probably had one week of dry weather in June, like maybe five, six days of dry weather, and that was the first lawn <laughs> to turn brown. I mean, it's just simply, it's, it's, it was like, this was magical. I wish I would have took a picture because it was, it was worth a thousand words. So it's one of those things where, you know, soil oxygen, oxygen in the soil is a huge critical thing. And the more that we can foster soil oxygen, and we so we foster soil oxygen by proper tillage in the soil when it's not so wet, we foster soil oxygen by doing halotine coloration in our lawns in the fall. Um, we we and, and we do soil by by also the other key point is organic matter. And one of the things that we've talked about here on Garden Talk for years is amending the soil with organic matter. And organic matter creates more airspace in that lawn and by that soil having more airspace we grow better plants so ladies and gentlemen please 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 do not roll your lawn so does that answer your question yes, Ted? It does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what that's what i was thinking and i see these people all rolling and i thought maybe i should be rolling my lawn but no <laughs> well put it this way ted what would happen if how many acres do you farm farm a little over a thousand acres here so okay if you had a thousand acres and if you rolled all thousand acres what would you expect your crop yields to go to yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's not good yeah no, and no. in fact isn't that one of the the arguments about no-till farming is is that you're going to have less soil compaction right yeah. yeah i mean one of the big arguments with 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 the whole no-till farming um, aspect is is reduced soil compaction because I remember as a kid growing up in Northwest Ohio, you know there was a big argument um, amongst farmers was those no-till versus conventional till and 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 some of the the, the 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 old thinking was that you had the plow to aerate the soil which I understand that but um, you actually created compaction zones in the plow zone right in 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 the zones and you know I can tell you from a practicing arborist standpoint. Um, I have seen sites where it was under new construction, and I can actually find the plow pan um, that was there for years and years and years as as a result of plowing. So there's a lot to be learned 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 from from agriculture as far as what works and what doesn't work that can be clearly applied to the urban landscape of today. So folks, lesson to be learned today: please don't roll your yard. Ted, thanks for the call, and have a great Saturday. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Folks, let's go into the Garden Kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. Today's In the Garden Kitchen is one of my favorite potatoes to eat. And they are fingerling potatoes. Now, you'll say, what the devil, Mark, is a fingerling potato? Well, folks, if you want to see what fingerling potatoes look like, you can see them at Gardentalkblog.com. It's Gardentalkblog.com. What they are is they are a small um, tube-shaped potato. Um, They're heirloom varieties, meaning they've been around a long, long time. Um, They're unique in the standpoint is that they are very small. They're typically no bigger than the diameter of one to two of your fingers, maybe three. Um, and they are very low in starches, and they are very moist on the inside, which means they take a lot less butter, but they have more flavor. Um, their, their skins are incredibly thin, which means that when you cook them, you don't have this really heavy skin on your potato. 
Um, most of these varieties of fingerlings are native to South America, but there are a number of varieties that are fun to eat. And one, I'm going to give you a couple, three of my faves, one of which is the French fingerling. Um, interesting story. This, this potato was actually once called, and you'll like this, Javon, it was called the nosebag potato. You know why they called it the nosebag potato? Because they snuck it into the United States in the nose of a horse. <laughs> it's that small. And the fun thing about French fingerlings are, folks, they they're kind of have a yellow flesh on the inside. Um, the skins are translucent. These are just delicious to eat. Another one that's one of my faves is called the Russian banana. Um, this potato has its roots in the European Baltic com- countries. And it's been was brought to the United to North America through Alaska by Russian sailors. Now, what makes this one fun is is the Russian banana. By the way, is served in some of the finest restaurants in the world, and it's a potato that can be easily grown in your yard, even in a in a, in a fifteen or twenty gallon container. The last potato that I want to talk about is the purples. Now, these potatoes, ladies and gentlemen, are solid purple solid purple on the skin, purple on the inside, and they are very flavorful as well. They're a little bit more mealy on the inside, but they're also being nicknamed the gem of the Andes Mountains because they actually come from Peru. I encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, instead of trying to grow big, big, big potatoes like Idaho's and Kennebec's and others, I would suggest you take the spring of 2018 and plant some fingerling potatoes. They yield wonderfully high. They're wonderfully flavorful. They take a lot less butter, so they're a lot better for you. And most importantly, they are delicious. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is fingerling potatoes. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now, 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290, I encourage you to join us live at Gardentalkblog.com where we do interactive chat every Saturday morning from 6 a.m. until 9 What we do here at Garden Talk, folks, is give you the expert analysis and understanding on how you can have the best yard gardening ever and landscape ever. Nowhere else do you get this information over the airwaves for absolutely for the big whopping cost of nothing. By the way, we're going to give you an updated weather forecast shortly. When we come back, more Garden Talk after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Wild birds unlimited. They're on their way. Hummingbirds will be here soon, so have your feeders out and ready by April 15th. Hummingbirds are truly amazing. They migrate as far away as South America in the fall, and the same bird will find its way back to your feeder this spring. Did you know that hummingbirds can fly up to 60 miles per hour, hover like a helicopter, fly backwards, and even upside down? Stop in and learn more about helping hummingbirds this spring at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at the corner of Far Hills and Stroop. Here is a real patient talking about mini dental implants with Dr. Volk. I had been wearing a partial plate for 40 years and I wanted something permanent done. Dr. Volk was kind and considerate. I would like to thank Dr. Volk for giving me my smile back and for giving me the self-confidence that I haven't had in a very long time. Don't put up with missing teeth any longer. Call Dr. Volk at 898-8990 or visit tvolk.com to schedule a consultation. Hi, it's Larry Hanskin. For years now, you've heard the conversations I've had with Keller Williams realtor Richard Herbst. I've seen firsthand the success Richard has had. There was a home in my neighborhood on the market for three years. I saw so many signs in the yard, and then Richard came in, and it sold in a month. Now, there's no silver bullet, magic pill, or voodoo involved. Like Richard and I have talked about, it's all about the preparation, putting together a plan, and then executing. He prices the home right, usually has a standing list of qualified buyers, brings the buyers and sellers together, and then takes care of all the details so nothing goes wrong and what ends up being a win-win deal. Now, if you're frustrated trying to sell your home, you want to take advantage of a robust local real estate market, or 
If you're facing a sudden change in circumstances, like a job relocation, call my friend Richard Herbs at Keller Williams, 937-477-1411. He also has an interactive website at teamherbs.com. That's T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B-S-T.com. Like I've been telling you, I can spot a winner when I see one, Richard Herbst. This is Mo from Mo's Outdoor Equipment and Supplies in Springboro. It's Toro's biggest sale of the year. Hurry in and take advantage of the great deals and make your yard the envy of the neighborhood this spring. Let Toro take the work out of mowing your yard and save instantly with rebates on the Toro Super Recycler, Toro Titan HD, or the Toro Time Cutter HD. Plus, use your Toro credit card and get a Visa prepaid card up to $100. Visit us today at Mo's Outdoor Equipment and Supplies in Springboro or at buyatmoes.com. Powered by our team of hundreds of reporters, we're following the latest on the situation in Syria, providing up-to-the-minute updates, context, and analysis for you here in the Miami Valley around the clock. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 6.52. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Scattered showers and maybe a few thunderstorms for today. High temperatures topping out around 70 with breezy conditions. Rain likely for tonight. We'll keep it mild. Lows in the mid-50s. Rain likely again on Sunday. Early highs around 60 with falling temperatures in the afternoon. I'm meteorologist Josh Poland on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is uh, interestingly interesting. We have a really interesting sunrise off to the eastern horizon with kind of a pinkish sky. But off to our west, looking at the new live Doppler 7 radar is not uh, good. We've got a pretty intense embedded thunderstorm activity right now in Dark County up near it also stretches up to Salina. It seems this whole system is tracking north by northeast, and uh, we'll keep an eye on it as well. And it appears that the area just south of Greenville is getting pretty hammered right now. It's 67 in downtown Dayton, 69 in Xenia, 62 in uh, Wilmington, maybe 61 in Urbana. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Garden Talk starts every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Um, Eastern, and we run till 9, and we would love to hear from you at 457-1290. That's 457 457- 1290, and we'd love to talk to you about whatever is going on in your gardening world on this wonderful Saturday morning in Southwest Ohio. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit next about a very interesting topic that has of great uh, interest to many folks, and that's lawn care. Um, you know, you can have in a lot of ways in full sun conditions. What sets off your home is that rich green, thick lawn. You know, it really does. And I want to talk a little bit for the next oh, six minutes or so about how to have that thick, green, rich lawn. Um, what fuels a lawn, what drives a lawn is the conditions in which that lawn is growing. Meaning that that lawn is only as good as its root system below ground. And all the things that you can do, ladies and gentlemen, to increase um, the root system of a lawn, you're going to increase the vitality and that outward appearance of the lawn. So one of the key central parts of having a great looking lawn is what do you do to the soil? And one of the most important parts of soil is oxygen, as we spoke earlier this morning about. The second is nutrition. Third is cultivar selection of the turf that you utilize. And the fourth is the maintenance. And one of the key pieces of maintenance, ladies and gentlemen, is proper mowing. Um, And I will say to you that you should be removing one-third of the top of your grass plant every time it gets above that height. So for intensive purposes, if your lawn is in reasonably good condition, as of today's date of about April 14th, 2018, you should have mowed your lawn at least twice at the, by this date. 
If you have not mowed your lawn now by April 14th, 2018, there's a high likelihood that your lawn has problems. Now, I know people go, oh, my God, I have to mow the yard. Yeah, you do. The thing is, if you don't mow the lawn, you don't keep the lawn looking nice because we artificially keep the, mo- the height of our lawn by the way in which we mow it. If you didn't mow your yard, you end up with a tall, weedy field that frankly would never be appealing to what you desire it to be. So maintaining your turf begins with proper mowing. It also begins with proper fertility practices. And the key essential piece of fertility programs is a soil test. Soil test will lead you down the path of how your lawn should be fertilized. You cannot fertilize one's lawn without doing a soil test. I probably have more arguments with people in my office that call my office this week about soil testing because they think it's, it's, they just want a quick answer and they want it right away. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, there is no way to tell you how much fertilizer your lawn needs. Now, an important distinction is that there are also weed control products and then there's fertilizer products. I'm not saying not to apply crabgrass control. What I'm saying is long-term, you cannot fertilize your lawn unless you know exactly, exactly what the nutrient requirements of that lawn are. It's not responsible. And second of all, it doesn't provide the proper nutrition to the landscape. And what I see a lot of times in my practice is I see a lot of people that don't fertilize at the right levels. For example... I see huge low numbers a lot of times in phosphorus and potassium. Even though they've got a lawn care provider that applies fertilizer, that lawn isn't getting what it needs. And the reason it's not getting what it needs because nobody ever did a soil test. So don't guess. Soil test. And if you guess, if you guess and guess and guess and buy four bag programs, you're not going to be as successful as unless you are doing a soil test. And keep in mind as well that proper mowing height matters. If you mow your lawn too short, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to damage the root system below ground and actually create a shallower, less viable root system that will not tolerate um, the hot summer months that are upcoming in our forthcoming future. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for hour number one of Garden Talk. Two more hours that lies ahead. Rich Pearson will join us next uh, half hour, hopefully... uh, One of our fine meteorologists will do the same. Also next half hour, we'll be talking to Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms about how to grow the best lawn in Southwest Ohio. Also coming up as well, as I'm going to be taking your calls, we're going to do a What Plan I Am. I think we're going to launch it next hour as well. And take your calls at 457-1290. Don't forget, during the week, you can always reach out to me at area code 937-438-2899 or also check out my company website at weberlandscaping.com on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.